Hello, my badass fire starters. Welcome to Rebirth of Venus. My name is Caitlin Matanley, and this show is all about achieving the sacred pleasure of your highest potential through spirituality, self-empowerment, entrepreneurship, and magic. It's time to unabashedly blaze your own path by turning up the volume on your total authenticity. I'm an outlaw life and success coach for rebel boss witches and modern mystics, and I'm so excited to have you join me. Thank you for listening. Hello, my friends. Welcome to Rebirth of Venus with Caitlin Matanley. Today I'm feeling a little, you know, scruffy in the throat. (laughs) So if my voice sounds about, you know, 20 octaves lower than usual, that's why. (laughs) I have been dealing with this really mysterious head cold type thing. It's not a head cold. There, I think it was a head cold for a few different bits of time. Um, but I'm one of those people who thinks that, you know, all illness, at least for myself, honestly, I don't really project this belief onto others. Um, I think that's kind of inherently problematic. But for myself, I really do, just from my experience with my own health, see pretty much everything that I experience as having an energetic or spiritual root. And I've had over the years a lot of sort of mysterious health problems or things that started out as like a typical physical issue, you know, something that was diagnosed by a doctor or an x-ray or whatever that didn't go away as it should. And I found relief through spiritual work, through energetic work. And so I... When this happened, when this started happening, you know, it's been going on maybe for like about a month and a half, having this really extreme congestion, a lot of mucus production in my body. I know it's a really delightful thing to hear about. (laughs) Um, I dramatically reduced my dairy intake, kind of eliminated it, although I I gotta be honest, I've still had it here and there, (laughs) but I've eliminated it. I don't want to say as much as possible because obviously it's me who's like, "Ah, I'm going to have it right now or something like that. But I have drastically reduced it to almost nothing. Um, That's helped a lot. But I really just started noticing how I was becoming like more and more sensitive. Have you experienced this? I mean, sometimes it happens when you're, you know, experiencing a lot of like shifts and up levels. And it's not that, you know, every time you up level, you have to get physically ill. Definitely not. But for me, I noticed that, you know, often certain areas will like bear the brunt of symptoms I'm experiencing and I start to pay attention to what could be going on sort of underneath the surface energetically. So um, it's been kind of interesting and I'm starting to feel better. The sickness has moved from my throat finally to my head and it's like really just a matter. I know this is really kind of a gross way to start the episode. (laughs) but you know me, I'm an open book. (laughs) Anyway, I've noticed that really it's like my body's going through a purging. I mean, as part of my kundalini yoga practice, my daily sadhana, I do breath of fire, a couple different forms. And it's like that naturally purges things like literally energy as well as, you know, literally like the snot from your nose. (laughs) If any of you have ever done, you know, the nostril breath of fire in the morning. You probably know what I'm talking about. Bring it, leave a tissue nearby. <laughs> but, you know, really just leaning into these purging practices has helped a lot. 
And it's just really interesting, you know, and so I, I invite you, like I said, a lot of people interpret um, when people talk about like illness having a spiritual or energetic root, a lot of people look at that as victim blaming and I don't see it that way at all, like at all. Um, and it may be controversial. I think that like something having an energetic root is the same as having a bacterial root. Like it's not a personal, it's nothing personal. <laughs> It's not. It's just another force we have to deal with in the world. But like I said, I really don't project this belief onto others. You know, if this is something that feels resonant to you, I've talked about this actually, this topic in the past, like a million episodes. I did an episode about healing, like holistic healing. I believe that's in the, that those words are in the title. <laughs> you could scroll back. There's like, I don't even know how many episodes now. So maybe you can find it. A lot of people have written over the months or year since I published that and said it's really helped them. So that may be helpful. I encourage you if you're experiencing an ongoing illogical illness and, you know, I'm not saying like, don't go to a doctor. I mean, I've been to some doctors. I even had it was on antibiotics for a bit because it was like clear that there was like that element of what was happening at one point. But I encourage you to expand your openness to healing to the energetic as well, to the spiritual as well. And sometimes, you know, you may, that may require or that may encourage you to like do some research into the energy centers that are being affected. But it's not always like, oh, my throat hurts, my throat chakra is fucked or something. You know, it's not always that simple. I just encourage you to be intuitive. And if you feel like there's maybe something more to it than just like taking antibiotics or, you know, whatever, that I encourage you to feel into your body and like ask for messages around that and see what comes through. Or, you know, if you're like me, you might even just Google some really weird, obscure message boards. Like I had this weird eye twitch and I was like, so I've been practicing Kundalini yoga long enough to know that a lot of weird shit happens. So kind of my go-to now is like typing the symptom I'm experiencing, the weird symptom, and like kundalini which takes you to some really weird message boards like it's like way, way weirder than reddit it's like some like geo cities shit i don't even know <laughs> if you have no idea what geo cities it is it means you're a child <laughs> but you know, it's just interesting to be open to some alternate perspectives um and so yeah i'm gonna leave it there i've been talking about my 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 stuffy nose for some time anyway so Today, I want to talk about something different than I expected to talk about today, to be honest. Last night, I had an intuitive session with Angel Phoenix Arsenal, um, formerly known as Angela Gallo, or Gallo. I actually don't know. Anyway. <laughs> um, and what was kind of crazy about this, actually, is I this was a session I had won but like didn't even realize I had entered to win. I, I mean, I guess she had done like a giveaway and I just like didn't realize I was entered and I won and that was pretty freaking cool because she doesn't really open up sessions like ever, I don't think. Anyway, so we had our session last night. It was really, really powerful. I'm not going to go into it now too much, but one thing that came through at one point, you know, basically she's a channel. And so, you know, at one point I was asked, like, what do I really want? 
And I started answering and she started laughing and she said, I, I can't wait for you to look at the recording of this and see your body language and your facial expressions here and just like hear what you're saying. Because in her opinion, and I couldn't help but to agree, I was, she said, I wish I could remember exactly what she said. She said, you're like playing a game of like this for that with the universe like, I like, I kind of wanted this before, but like, I don't really, this is basically what I was saying. I kind of wanted this before, but like, no, I don't think it really matters as much. And like, maybe it'll come later, but like, that's fine. I'm like, actually pretty happy where I am now. And like, blah, blah, blah. Like I, it was all of this, like me justifying my lack of vision, basically. <laughs> and I consider myself a visionary. And so it was really eye opening to realize that how I was doing this, you know, I consider myself somebody with a big vision, but the reality was I had like all of these excuses and justifications for everything I was choosing to want or not want. And that brought me to this idea today of, you know, what is it, like, what do you really want? So it was crazy because she shared like a couple of things kind of on her like list of wants or whatever, like things as part of her vision. And it, and I was like, yeah. And it was funny because I realized that like I had actually, I had been afraid of thinking bigger. You know, I've done those exercises like everybody else of like your dream life and like, who do you see yourself in five years or like blah, 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 whatever. But they had in, you know, the past year or something sort of lacked like a certain depth to them and honesty. And it was so funny, like a couple of things I, I talked about, like, oh, I previously wanted this, but like now I'm actually happy where I am and like it's fine and I, I mean, it'll come, but like blah, 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 blah. And I immediately, when she called me out like that, I immediately knew that was true because actually in those areas, I'm not gonna go into too many specifics, but actually in those areas, I had recently experienced like what I would call, you know, an expansion or had, you know, like, okay, for example, I, I will use an example. There are many things I love about the apartment I share with my partner, and um, there are obviously many things that are imperfect, right? And I had spent a lot of time in the past like fantasizing about something different, right, that we would share together, and um, that would just kind of like check all the boxes, like our dream home, or my dream home, because actually I don't, you know, I, I think we have different versions of that. Um, but... You know, I, I had hit this point, it was a few days ago actually, and I was like hanging up this new mirror I bought for myself as a birthday gift. And like, I don't know, just like the vibe had shifted in the space. There was more love in the space. I was taking better care of the space. And I was like, wow, like in, this is like, it was really a realization that where I am now was a dream in the past, you know? And with that came like that sense of detachment of the thing that you wanted before that is so difficult for many people to reach in their manifestations. You know, it's like you have to be happy where you are in order to get the other thing you wanted, kind of. And I experienced that. I was like, wow, this is like, you know, this this was my dream life before, like in the past. And that's not to, and I don't want that to sound wrong. Like it's not my dream life now. I mean, it's just like we're constantly growing and evolving, you know? And I think it's important for all of us to take a few steps back sometimes and look at some of the things we've created and attracted into our lives that feel positive and realize that like this was actually exactly what we wanted before. And that doesn't mean like you need to feel bad. I think I had actually internalized some of that guilt of like, 
oh, but like, you because it is a paradox. It really is a, it's one of the many paradoxes of manifestation or magic, which is that, yeah, you need to be happy where you are in order to get the other thing you wanted. And also we're constantly growing and evolving. And so just because you love where you are now doesn't mean you can't want something more. You are more expansion. And that's really tricky for a lot of people to wrap their heads around. And I realized that even though I thought that I had not really bought into that false dichotomy, that that duplicity, I actually had. And so I was justifying, like, I don't actually really need this blah, 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 you know? And that wasn't helpful. That wasn't helpful for my big vision at all. And later she said something else along the lines of, you need to like open your eyes to having your mind blown like more than you could possibly imagine. You need to be looking for the miracles, for the things that are going to like blow your fucking mind so that you can finally like lay to rest those sort of like logical part of your brain that wants to like make sense of everything and just like realize that you live in like a completely absurd world of miracles. You know, that's a paraphrase. Um, And that idea of like blowing my own mind really resonated. And so I actually, I spent part of the morning today and I'm still working on it. Like I'm still adding to it constantly. Just like really fine, like being honest about my biggest desires. Or, you know, actually not even my biggest desires, but like my biggest desires right now. Because yeah, like looking even at the things I wrote down, like obviously could expand on that even more, but what just feels like really fucking amazing to me now in a, in a lot of detail. And it was funny because it just felt resonant and possible in a way that these exercises had not felt before. And part of that was like recent, you know, feelings of expansions. Okay. Like for example, the apartment thing, you know, I was like, yeah, you know, it's, it's like, it's great. Yeah, of course it's great. Yes. Of course I love my home. Of course there are amazing things about it. But that doesn't mean that, like, it's my dream home, you know? Like, I can love it and appreciate it and, and, like, adore it in every way now and still recognize that, like, the you I can still expand on that vision. I think that's a better way to put it. It's expanding on the vision. It's not like, oh, I want something else. Because that really does, I think... And this is really just semantics, but I think it's it's helpful when you feel a lot of resistance to these ideas to like reword them, honestly, because semantics are powerful and word choice is powerful. You know, we have different words that like feel different ways to us. So take the bath of least resistance sometimes and like put it in different words. And so I actually kind of like that instead of like, oh, but I also want something else or something better, which makes it feel inherently like you aren't satisfied now. Maybe a better way to put it is, well, how can I expand on this vision even more? How can I have even more of all the things I love here, you know? And it was interesting because I had recently um, visited a, one of my yoga teacher's homes and it was just like, was a major expansion for me because I was like, this is my dream home, <laughs> at least right now, you know? And it was like, I'd had that really clear, obvious expansion, you vision, and yet I still was like telling these stories about how like I, I didn't actually want to expand, you know? And so my point here is where are you not being honest with yourself about your desire to expand? Let's focus on that. Let's focus on the expansion. I like that. I like this idea of, you know, where can we expand on and have like more and more and more of the things we want? 
and less of the things we don't want, you know? <laughs> and I was really specific. I, I just started writing, like free writing, really thinking of every aspect of my life. And then like random things started popping in my head. <laughs> like I never clean. That was something that popped in my head and I like added it in. You know, I'd already said that like we had our penthouse cleaned twice, professionally twice a week and it was like always spotless. I mean, it does have to be my, my version of spotless, you know? Um, but I was like being more specific. It, it was amazing as I wrote and wrote and wrote or typed really how more things came through, like little random things. And I was like, oh yeah, like put it all in there because what I was called attention to was that, you know, I always talk about the importance of being specific. In fact, just last episode, when I talked about why, what, what it means when your magic and manifestation isn't working, that's a big part of what I talked about, about specificity. And, you know, it's just a constant reminder to be in integrity with these things that we understand philosophically. In my case, I'm a coach, you know, I teach these things. And yet I need to constantly rein myself in and make sure I'm in integrity with what I believe because it's really easy to believe and teach something on a philosophical level and it's a lot more difficult to put into practice, especially daily practice. And that doesn't mean you have to be perfect to be a teacher. Absolutely not. You don't have to be perfect to be a leader. In fact, you don't have to be perfect to be successful. I talk about it all the time. But you do need to be honest with yourself of like, okay, where am I out of integrity with these concepts? And you don't beat yourself up, just like, just step up to the plate, you know? So I realized I wasn't being specific. That was interesting. And I was being like extremely wishy-washy. And that was powerful realization. (laughs) Because as if you listen to last week's episode, as you know, you know, that lack of specificity, it's like you, 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 you're often, I talked about this last week, you often did get what you asked for, just like you weren't specific at all. In fact, um, a friend was telling me like she had done a lot of like love workings around calling in a relationship and like all this stuff and then realized that she hadn't been like specific that it was supposed to be a romantic relationships (laughs) relationship and so she had actually called it in just it was like a mentor which was amazing but not exactly what she was looking for you mean like I mean I think that was what she was looking for on a different level which is why she attracted it easily it was actually very easy because there was no resistance to it but yeah that was just you know the real the realization I had last night which is that well there are many areas in my life I'm doing the same So what do you want? What do you want? Be honest with yourself. What do you want? Like, what's that first thing that comes out? And are you ashamed of it? Or do you feel weird about it? In fact, in my experience, and I'll share mine in a moment, Often like that first thing that comes out, you're like, this doesn't even like sound right or like it seems weird or like I don't even get it. So I'm going to share mine. What I really want. And this isn't okay. When I quick, quick reframe. When I say what do you want? This isn't like the only thing you want. But like I want to start with like that thing, that, that thing that's like very deep. That's at your center that you're just like, ah, like I have this weird urge. and I don't even know why. For me, for the past, well, for a long time. I have known, not desire, not wanted, I have known 
that I am meant to be super fucking rich, like monetarily rich. And I said this actually last night in the session I'm referring to. I said, everybody wants to be rich, but I'm supposed to be. And that may trigger you because we, I mean, I'm, I'm with you on this. I'm like, you know, yeah, I'm with you on this. You know, that can sound like a lot of different ways, but hear me out. I, and listen, I mean, I'm, I'm already actually like giving these caveats instead of just standing in the truth. I don't really believe in destiny, but like what people would call destiny, I feel like this is part of it for me. And I don't exactly know why. I think probably I'm going to be like a major philanthropist, patron of the arts, like create a huge impact with that money. But, you know, and just for me, that's going to be part of my path, making the impact with that tool, with that resource. Who knows? The reality is, I, I heard this on a podcast a, like ages ago, and I don't remember whose podcast it was, so sorry. <laughs> but I'm acknowledging it wasn't mine. Um, they said something about how like, you know, a lot of people when they are, when, when they're focusing on increasing their income, they're like, especially you quote unquote good people, <laughs> um, they are like, oh, I want to like, change the world. I want to like be rich to be like a philanthropist, all this stuff. But the reality is like, you kind of had to get rich first. And honestly, it like, sometimes we're not being honest with ourselves, which is that like, yeah, I see myself doing all those things. And I know that it's like part of a big vision. You know, the vision isn't just like to be like a fucking billionaire. Like there's like, that's, that's the tool. That's the weapon. And that's the the tool for you know playing out the vision whatever the vision exactly is you know I know it's gonna have something to do with those things don't know what it is yet but it's like the reality is actually right now I desire more financially so that I can take care of my fucking self you know actually in yoga the other day we were my teacher asked us to say something kind to ourselves. And the first, and actually I'm like tearing up thinking about this. I might cry. Because <laughs> this is the second like message I got like this recently. Um, and it was, and it came through clearly in a way it never had. The message, the thing I said to myself, the kind thing I said to myself is I'm going to take better fucking care of you than you have ever expected anyone else to. The keyword is expected. We expect other people to take care of us. And, you know, self-love is like a big fucking, you know, thing. Often a two-dimensional thing. But in that moment, we came through that message from my highest self. It was a promise. And it was a promise I've made before, but I never had made in this, like, line in the sand way. Uh, I mean, I've definitely had some line in the sand moments, especially over the past year where I was like, this, you're, this is never going to happen again. You're never going to put yourself in this position again. Absolutely. I've had that. And let's be real. Sometimes you, you put yourself in that position again, <laughs> you know, but it's like, you have to make that assertion sometimes again and again. Anyway, it was just this deep knowing. And I realized like it is, yeah, for me right now it is selfish and that's not bad. 
that's not bad. It's a recognition that I have not taken care of myself to the level that I've expected others to take care of me. And that's not fair to those others. You know, I always say in my clients who are working through relationship stuff, I mean, not just relationship stuff, but like especially romantic relationship stuff, You, a lot of people want a romantic partner to be supported in some way, you know, emotionally, spiritually, financially, like whatever. That's a word that always comes through for people. And I always say, where are you, are you supporting yourself? And even for me, like one of my core wounds is like, I, I get resentful if I feel like other people aren't like taking care of me the way I would take care of them. It like becomes this whole like martyr thing, which is not cute or use any, any number of ways it can, it can express. But the reality is it's like, I have to ask myself, and this is a question I only started asking the past year where am I not supporting myself? If I'm feeling resentful that someone else isn't being supportive or whatever, where am I not supporting myself? How could I step up to the plate more? Because guess what? Only you can control your behavior. You cannot control the behavior of others. And the amazing thing that happens is that when you are a shining example of support or whatever else you you desire, you need for yourself, others mirror that back to you and they step up. Because the pressure's off. We feel the pressure. Like, and then they get resentful as well. You know, it's like it all in relationships, everything is a mirror. And so they step up and they like do so in a beautiful, effortless way because they aren't feeling the pressure, you know, of like you have to be everything to me that I won't be for myself. So that's what came through. And and for me. Money was a big piece of that because, yeah, no fucking shit. Money doesn't necessarily buy happiness. I don't like say money doesn't buy happiness because, like, let's be fucking real. In my opinion, believe you can agree with me or not, <laughs> obviously. You can always disagree with anything I say. People who say money doesn't buy happiness probably have never not had money. Like, like on a deep level, you know? I've never been in poverty because, I mean, I don't know about you, but like money definitely buys happiness for me because it can buy peace of mind. It can buy security. It can buy all of these things which do equal happiness because so much of our happiness is like, is is stunted by like our immediate fears of survival, you know, if, if that's something we're dealing with. Yes, there are like all these studies, blah, 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 that, you know, pass. Like once your needs are met, then it doesn't increase your happiness level, obviously. But like, that's my point, you know. You have to get your needs met. And that's just your needs. Like, it doesn't have to be just like your basic needs. I'm talking about like, are you thriving? Are you allowing yourself to thrive? Do you have the resources you need to thrive? So yeah, it's like, just like stepping into that and recognizing that it's part of a divine purpose. It's it's a sacred path for me, just like whatever your thing is, is a sacred path for you. And just like playing with the discomfort around that and stepping into it and owning it and also not like spiritually bypassing it, which is like, oh, I want to like change the world with it. It's like, yeah, but first I want to change my own fucking life, right? (laughs) And then of course it's a ripple effect, you know? I definitely don't show up the way I could when I'm stressed about like a medical bill or whatever, whatever the thing is, you know? So 
like part of that sacred path, I actually encourage you to be more selfish and to recognize that like, first you have to change your own fucking life. And that's not to say like you aren't going to be changing other people's lives while you're changing your own, but like that comes as the ripple effect. Recently on my email list, if you're not on my email list, what are you doing with your life? (laughs) Get on the, I'm going to put a link in the uh, show notes. Um, I sent out an email, it was really personal because, you know, when I know something has to be said, I'm going to say it, even if it feels ugh, like, ugh, did I just say that? Uh, <laughs> that's how I usually I know I'm like onto something good <laughs> that people need to hear. Anyway, um, I shared a personal story about myself and about money. It's funny because actually, originally I thought I would talk about like make this episode about this specifically, but this whole other topic just like came through. And so it's interesting now seeing how it ties together in a way I didn't actually imagine because I had no outline for this episode at all. <laughs> um, this is completely just like free, a free, I'm a, I'm a free and open channel right now. Um, this time last year, so January last year, I had just probably just received my paycheck for the month. And I was at the time teaching English online. Um, I'm a serial entrepreneur. I was in between ideas, basically. I was like, I had closed my previous business just because it wasn't what I wanted to do anymore. I had a digital interior design company and it just was not what I wanted to do. So a few months prior, I had closed it. Didn't know what I was going to do next. Probably actually it was like six months prior. I don't know. Didn't know what I was going to do next. So I just like picked up some teaching jobs online just to make money, just like to literally survive. Because I, I, it was funny, like I was like, I know I don't want to go back to the States. Yes, I could like get a higher paying job because I can like, you know, I was relegated to digital work here and like, you know, the opportunities I was finding weren't super high paid, although they were good for, you know, my cost of living here. But I knew I didn't want to go back to the States. I didn't know what I wanted to do, but I knew I like, okay, I needed to make money. It had to be easy. And that's what I ended up doing. And, um, I had a couple months prior, you know, so I was, I mean, we're talking about like last January. So like a couple months before that I had started this podcast. So I guess it was like October, 2018. I started this podcast. I started a new Instagram account. I didn't really know why, I just was sharing, you know, like I felt called to share some things that I was downloading and it was resonating with people. And I I wasn't stupid at that point. You know, I'd already started three businesses in the past, you know, the eight years prior, nine years prior. And I knew what I was doing was probably going to turn into a business, but it was the first time I just like did what I was feeling called to do without thinking of how I was going to monetize it from the beginning, which was interesting. But anyway, so this time last year, I received my paycheck. It was $400. I had been, I usually made more than that, um, although not a lot more. (laughs) But I had been going through some health issues and just had missed a ton of classes. Um, So I was also on the verge of getting fired, which I eventually did. My first and only time being fired from a job. Because even though I'm a serial entrepreneur, I'm also like, I pride myself on like always being the best fucking employee. Like that obnoxious employee who like does exactly what she wants and like kind of revolutionizes everything and it kind of pisses people off, but like it makes everything better. So she gets a promotion, you know, that was always me. (laughs) So, 
Um, it was rough. Like, I, I mean, yeah, my cost of living here in Mexico is obviously much less than when I lived in the U.S., but like $400 is not going to cut it, people. <laughs> I mean, my rent, my half of the rent alone was $125, $130. I know. I know those of you living in the States hate me right now. <laughs> um, I used to pay like almost $1,700 for a smaller apartment, so I get it. Um, when I, you know, like back in the DC area, but anyway, I, it was, you know, a rough time. Like, and I knew I was, I was feeling really disempowered because I knew that if I was working for myself as I had in the past, and I kind of was, I was a freelancer, but I knew I would need to have higher earning prospects and I'd have more freedom to like get my health shit under control. Um, and my mental health too. Cause like what I was experiencing was like, you know, really it was kind of traumatic and I really didn't know what was coming. Um, also I had tens of thousands of dollars of debt, personal debt, personal and previous business debt, all in collections because basically the minimum payments had were like practically as much as I made in my best month teaching. So I just kind of like gave up, honestly. I was like, I know I'm going to have to deal with this eventually, but like, I just can't pay it now. So like, you know, I just stopped basically. And it was, you know, really tough for me. So I did like what any good witch would do. (laughs) And I went into meditation. I returned to my meditation practice. I had not been able to handle the practice do the health stuff, but I knew I couldn't afford to stay away any longer. So I went to my meditation practice. I asked for guidance, asked to be led, all the stuff I always do. Um, I knew I was like on the verge of a shift, but I didn't know what it's going to be. And I was freaked out because I was like, I'm thinking I'm going to lose this job, which I did. Um, and I don't know what I'm going to do instead. I know I don't want to keep teaching. I know it's time to step up like and do something with this platform I'm creating. Like I just, I just didn't know. I didn't know. And so I was led through a string of random events, seemingly random events, nothing is random, to join the email list of a woman who I had actually unsubscribed from previously because she triggered the fuck out of me. Uh, Her name's Amanda Francis. And this is a common, like a lot of people say this about not just her, but like pretty much any person of mega impact. There are going to be people who are like, I unfollowed you a million times before I actually like joined your class or program or whatever. She was one of those people for me. She's a very, if you're not familiar with her work, I've talked about on this podcast before, um, but she's like the best money teacher out there, like spiritual money teacher, in my opinion. She's very well known for that in the online coaching world, you know, internet famous. Anyway, um, so all of this culminated with me doing what any normal rational person would do, (laughs) which was um, scraping together the first payment to join her money mindset course, which is like a high level course. So literally, I think like the first payment in the, I joined the payment plan. The first payment was like $150. So yeah, I had like, okay, $400, pay my rent, 130 or whatever, 150 for the payment. Like, okay, what what was I left with? Like 200? I mean, I'm not doing the math right here. I don't have a calculator, but um, of course, this wasn't the first time I'd done something ridiculous, led by a vision, which is basically what happened. It was just like complete, just, I was led by the vision. I just did it. I wasn't even thinking. 
I wasn't like, uh, should I? Uh, uh, uh. I was like, I'm doing this, you know? Like, and it wasn't even from that sense of desperation that I had joined many courses in the past, like many people. Like, this will change my life finally. Like, I used to be, like, years ago, just like a serial course purchaser. <laughs> and, you know, of course, like, of course, <laughs> sorry, dad pun. Of course, when you go into work, your work, your personal work from that space, it's just like you're looking for someone to solve your problems. You're not willing to do it yourself, you know? And so it wasn't that. I was just like, I just, I don't know. I'm feeling called to do this. I'm just going to fucking do it. I didn't overthink it. And, um, you know, like I said, this wasn't the first time I'd made a choice like this, like, hello, giving away all my possessions and like leaving the country and, you know, <laughs> done some crazy shit <laughs> on a on what would be considered a whim, not wasn't actually a whim, but like what many people view as a whim. Things many people would view as irresponsible. Of course, I didn't tell anybody what I was doing. I think I told one of my best friends like after the fact, I was just like, I just don't know why. I just like bought this course. It's really, you know, uh, don't know if I can afford it, but here I am. (laughs) Anyway, so I enrolled in this course. It's called Money Mentality Makeover. And, um, and, if you're curious about it, I'm going to have a link to it in the show notes. So I would love to say in like the first two weeks of the six-week course, I like, you know, paid off all my debt, magically made six figures out of thin air, like blah, blah, blah. All like this bullshit stuff that like people, I mean, I do believe some people have these crazy results, but like I want to hear more about the regular people who like had really powerful improvements, you know, like that I can relate to because the reality was you know, I didn't need a million fucking dollars. I needed like a system. I need like an overhaul of my attitude. I had a super toxic, super, super, super toxic. I mean, like the likes of which make your skin crawl, poverty consciousness, um, my whole fucking life. And it was just like, I needed a paradigm shift more than I needed a million fucking dollars, which I probably would have like blown, you know? Um, And so what actually happened was a lot more powerful, in my opinion. The second week of the course, I launched this business. So that was last February, which I mentioned in another previous email. And people were like, are you, what? Like, and I've talked about that openly, like that I started this business last February. Not my first business, but like, people are like, oh, I thought it was like, you've been doing this for years. I'm like, well, I have in some ways, like in, you know, there's definitely overlap with my previous businesses with coaching and and stuff. But um. You know, both my last two businesses both had a coaching element. But, you know, I started this business. That was the same month I got fired from that job. All right, thanks, universe. Like, we're doing the thing, whether we like it or not. Um, and I launched my first online course. So that was, like like I said, like the second week of, of me taking this money course, Money Mentality Makeover. Um, by the third week, I think I'd more than tripled my previous income, which, okay. Yeah. Like starting with $400 might not be that impressive to you, especially those of you like making swanky U S salaries. But the reality was like to go from not being able to pay anything, like having to decide a hot water for, you know, a hot shower or dinner, like food, groceries for dinner, (laughs) you know? having to go from like those types of decisions, which you do not want to be making in your 30s, like making them in my early 20s was like cute. But like my mid 30s, I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, (laughs) um, the problem was like, I'm actually like really good at being poor. (laughs) And so like, 
and I have so much experience like making those choices I actually kind of normalized it so anyway going from that like normalized heavy poverty consciousness um, and experience to actually like being excited about my work and feeling creatively and spiritually satisfied and being able to support myself like that was a huge that's a I mean that's just huge so I like I started manifesting the most ridiculous shit. Like I at one point I was I was each month like tallying up the value, looking at not just like the money I was bringing into my business, but also um, which was a consistent money, you know, a consistent improvement. Even if it wasn't like that dramatic, like I went from fifty thousand dollars in debt to like six figures in three weeks. Like oh my God, like just shut up. <laughs> Maybe you did. In which case, like okay you're a powerful witch, share me your secrets. But like, I feel like that's the kind of stuff we see. And the reality is we need more examples of people who've just made like these really concrete, seemingly incremental changes, although they are actually huge leaps, like the everyday quantum leap, I'll I'll call it. I should trademark that. Um, Yeah, at one point I was, I was tallying up like my, these additional manifestations of like gifts and like travel, like all this other stuff. And I was like consistently bringing in like an extra $1,500 a month and just like like the craziest stuff, you know? And I was definitely opening my channel. And um, so that was really exciting. And the thing is like when the six-week course ended, I worked it again. And actually I spent the entire fucking year, I'm still doing it, working it and reworking it each time, getting better and understanding more and listening to the videos, watching the videos and being like, oh, Oh, I didn't get this before. Like now I get it. Or like, oh, this pissed me off before, but now I understand. Or like, oh, I didn't even hear this before. <laughs> I guess I wasn't ready for it. Now I get it. You know, just again and again and again. I was really committed to it, and which is kind of the benefit. I hate to say it for a lot of people, including myself, of like investing in something on a high level because this was a high level investment for me. It, you know, I, I really committed. I really committed to it. She says. You work it until it works. So like, if you feel like it's not working, like keep fucking working it, you know? And like take responsibility for your results. And that's exactly what I did. Um, so I kept working it again and again and again. I was then led to set up a debt repayment plan. I could like actually fucking handle, like get those bills out of collections. Like woo, woo, like take responsibility for the situation I was in. I grew my coaching practice. I started teaching, you know, spiritual entrepreneurs the business concepts and the energetic concepts I use for my business. I created Boss Witch University, which has been my most successful course yet, which is still for sale. It's an evergreen course. You can check it out on my website. I'll put a link in the show notes as well. Um, and I, the crazy thing was that the most powerful shift came after all that, which is that I had always worried about money constantly. I would wake up. I mean, like, okay, in my early, in my 20s, I mean, as a child, my parents fought about money constantly. And so I had that anxiety. Um, you know, on my own in my 20s, I lived in poverty. I used credit to make ends meet. Medic- you know, with medical emergencies, they went into debt. Um, f- eventually, I just used, honestly, used credit just to rebel against these limited options I felt like I had. And. Um, in my 30s, like I would wake up, you know, after I left my previous marriage, and which like was a time of a couple years where I was very secure, but like I kind of returned a lot of the old stories. Honestly, even in that secure 
by like many people's definitions um, situation I was in then, living situation and everything, I still had like tons of anxiety around money. You know, I was growing a business. I felt like I wasn't doing enough, wasn't making enough. Like I wasn't contributing to the household enough. Like I, the anxiety never went away, which is important. Like if you have money anxiety, more money does not fix it. And I think that's why people say like it doesn't buy happiness because like it doesn't fix like emotional problems. It can make less life less stressful, of course. <coughs> Excuse me. So, you know, I'd wake up in recent years every morning just like anxious about how I was going to pay the next thing. But the well, the crazy thing that happened is that after continuously working this, one day I realized like I actually wasn't worried. It's not to say anxieties never came through, but like things that had completely derailed me previously, like an unexpected bill or like a refund request or like whatever, like a payment that didn't go through from a client. I was just like, it's going to fucking work out because you know what it was? I got sick of my bullshit because like we're talking like I had been kind of half-assed studying money consciousness and like or like wealth consciousness or money mindset or whatever for, you know, the greater part of like eight, nine, ten years but like I hadn't actually been applying it. I was still living in a state of panic constantly, right? So you can read all the fucking books in the world about money mindset. But if you're panicked all the time, it's it's going to fall on deaf ears. Your day-to-day attitude towards it matters so much more. And for me, it was really just a matter of like I kept, I, I stayed committed to the principles I learned. I stayed committed to just seeing the evidence of how things had worked out. And just finally realizing like the obvious truth, which is that they had always worked out up to this point in some way or another. So why would this time be any fucking different? Like just stop stressing about it. Stop poisoning the pot with your negativity, girl. That's how, that's that's what I was saying to myself. And I, and so I just like chilled the fuck out. Not to say things always went perfectly, but like as a result, when things were looking a kind of dire, you know, I was open. I was open to guidance. I was open. And that's a big thing I learned in the course, like how to do that in a meaningful way. Being open to guidance of like, what am I going to do? How are we going to do this universe? Like, how are we going to do the thing, you know? And it did work out. It kept working out. And I'm still in process. I'm still working it. And I'm actually taking the course again this year. (laughs) Like, I'm encouraging my partner to join me. Like, I... I'm really committed to this work. I'm committed to changing and I want you to join me. So, you know, along the way, I thought it'd be really fucking cool if there was like a money club for bad bitches because I started opening the money conversation with friends and realizing that like we all really wanted to talk about it, like really did. (laughs) We felt really isolated around it. Like everybody was doing better than us. Like all this shit, you keeping quiet about money, especially for if you're part of a marginalized group so like everyone except for white men um it keeps you disempowered you know and it's like they're counting on us staying silent and scared around this to stay disempowered so i open these conversations like delicately kind of scared kind of freaked out i in doing so i release my own shame around the mistakes i'd made in the past which actually helped me like fix the fucking problem in the present because shame It's another thing I learned in the course, you know, when you have this shame around like your past, like a lot of people have shame around debt, you actually are not in a position to change it in the present. You know, you sabotage your results. I've definitely experienced that in the past, you know, 
or you just don't see the solutions. You don't create the solutions. So I release shame during that process. So anyway, I thought it'd be really cool if there was like a money club for bad bitches of all genders, you know, where we could talk about these concepts of money energetics, money mindset, manifestation in meaningful ways, not like froofy ways, meaningful ways, but also like money witchcraft, like, you know, like our money secrets, our money fears, like the nitty gritty, like money making. I mean, that's why I'm so passionate about Boss Witch University because it's like I teach, you know, in that course, like how to make money in your new business. Like, because if you're not making money, it's not a business, you know? So I decided to create something in collaboration with the upcoming launch of Money Mentality Makeover. And what I've created, it's called the Rebel Cash Coven. So the money course, the Money Mentality Makeover with Amanda Francis, it's a six-week course. So I've created the Rebel Cash Coven to go alongside that program, which is launching soon. I have a link in the show notes to get on the wait list. You'll get $200 off Money Mentality Makeover um, through my link for the next week. And I believe it's starting, the program's starting in mid-February. But you get access to all of these amazing bonus courses, basically like basically these videos, like video bundles. There's like three or four bonus video bundles you get. You can dive into right away. Honestly, I find them just as powerful or maybe even like more powerful than the course. <laughs> so um, anyway, when you join Money Mentality Makeover with my link, it is an affiliate link. Um, you get access to the Rebel Cash Coven at no extra charge. So it's going to be three calls over the course of the six-week money course we're going through together. Three calls where we not just like touch on the content and like figure out like how to put the content into practice in real life, the content of Amanda's money course, but we dive into other like very Caitlin Matanley bonus content. So for example, the first call we're, you know, going to be discussing the first module of Money Mentality Makeover, which covers, um, I think, remo removing limiting beliefs around money, healing your money memories, forgiving your past money mistakes, and more. And then we're also going to be, I'm going to be teaching and sharing my favorite ways to use shadow work to heal our relationships with ourselves and with money because the two are super linked. That was like a huge, huge, huge turning point using shadow work, which is basically like looking at the parts of us that we have denied and bringing them into the light, into the truth of who we are. And I apply that to money. So our second call, we're discussing the second and third modules of Money Mentality Makeover. So um, we're talking about clearing your money habits, your draining money habits, permanently shifting into a state of receiving, taking inspired action from your new abundant state. And I'm also going to be sharing my secret witch tricks in that second call for staying into alignment with money vibes, your, my favorite ancient manifestation hacks, meditation hacks. Well, they're kind of both meditation and manifestation, but I meant to say meditation hacks for quickly increasing our capacity to receive more. And then our third call with Rebel Cash Coven, we're discussing the remaining um, modules four, five, and six of Money Mentality Makeover, which are more energetic concepts around manifesting quickly, sending energetic minimums, quantum leaping your money manifestation goals. And I'm going to be sharing my favorite money magic spells, the charms I use to attract money, 
really fun practices, magical practices that you can just like put into your everyday life as well as some more like, you know, bringing out the big guns magic spells. And the best part, which you're going to love if you listen to the last episode, we're going to be diving into that stuff even deeper. I'm going to be teaching the principles behind those spells that make them work every time, assuming you follow the principles. (laughs) So Rebel Cash Coven, it's like a secret clubhouse. I'm going to be sharing my super personal experiences, even more than I have on this podcast episode, um, that I've worked over in the past year of working through the course, Money Mentality Makeover. Um, It wasn't an easy process for me, honestly. Forced me to confront all my demons. Keep, Keep confronting them. I'm still confronting them. Keep working the content. Like I said, I'm still working it. Excuse me. So basically Rebel Cash Coven, it's like a... It's like part intimate group coaching program. You know, we have these three calls where, you know, I'm going to be sharing these concepts that I haven't seen being taught anywhere else, as well as kind of like helping you through my take on the content I learn in the money course. So like as you're learning it, there are certain things that come up and there is a Facebook group as part of Money Mentality Makeover, but like it's nice to have a more intimate group to just be like, okay, but you've been through the course already, like how did you deal with this thing she's saying, you know? So it's part group coaching program, part peer-to-peer mastermind because I'm doing the work alongside you. So we are like masterminding how to get the maximum results together. We're all in it together. It's like solidarity. So like I said, this is a bonus program, Rebel Cash Coven. It's a bonus program available at no extra charge when you join Money Mentality Makeover through my link. So um, in the show notes, I'm going to include the link to the wait list. I believe it's launching later today. Um, you're going to, you can just join that. And when you join the course, you can, um, I have a form on my website or you can just drop me an email or a message saying, hey, I joined through your link um, and you'll get access to Rebel Cash Coven. It's going to be a super intimate group I'm offering Rebel Cash Coven to. Absolute maximum 10 because I want this to be intimate. So don't wait. And don't be like I did and like sign up for the wait list for the money course and then like be sort of like dilly dally for a while. Like I eventually made my decision very quickly, but it was like when it was full price, not when I could use the wait list price of like $200 off. So don't be me. <laughs> Take advantage of that this week. Um, and one more thing is an extra bonus for Rebel Cash Coven. You'll get access to Boss Witch University, which I've talked about in this um, in this episode right now, today. So you'll get immediate access to that. So we're going to start our calls with Rebel Cash Coven in February when Money Mentality Makeover starts, but you get immediate access to Boss Witch University. It's a six-week or six-module course. You can do one module a week or you can double up um, and you'll get access complimentary to that as well. So as always, I really encourage you to reach out to me with any questions you have about any of the nitty gritty stuff I just talked about, but also just like about these ideas about like how your life is changing once you get clear on what you actually want and release the shame around that and like really get detailed about what that looks like, whether it includes money for you or not. And I encourage you to reach out to me on Instagram at Caitlin Matanley. Link is in the show notes as always. Um, I really, really highly encourage you to get on the wait list for Money Mentality Makeover. 
um, to join the course if you're feeling called and get access to Rebel Cash Coven as a bonus. Um, it's changed my life. This work has changed my life. People ask me about like money energetics and to teach on it, and I don't feel like I'm ready, honestly. I definitely feel like I can guide you through the things I've learned, but I'm so delighted to offer this space of Rebel Cash Coven as a bonus to this course because I think that Amanda's the best money teacher out there. Um, I believe in the course a lot, and that's why I'm an affiliate for it. Um, and I'm excited to work through this content alongside you and be like your coach who's just a couple steps ahead of you, you know? I've, I've been working this consciously for a year, and I'm not going to say like I'm an expert. In some ways, I find sometimes that's more powerful, you know, having like the expert, Amanda, lead us through it. Like, you know, she's gone from like she's yeah, I mean, she'll tell you her story and everything in the course. Um, but also to have that person who understands, who remembers very recently what it was like to be where you are now. And, um, having that balance is just so powerful because we need to see what's like a few steps ahead of us, what's possible. And also like, what's like possible someday, like what's the big possibility, you know? So check it out. Click the link in the show notes to join, um, to find out more. And I'm here for you to answer your questions. I'm here for you to hear your stories. I love you all so much. Thank you for listening. I'm going to go drink some tea now. My voice is scratchy as fuck. (laughs) Did not expect this to be an hour long episode. I know I say that like almost every episode. I thought this would be like a 30-minute max, like a little shorty. I don't think they exist. I'm a Gemini ascendant. I like to talk. But it's my intention that this is valuable to you, that this inspires you, that this encourages you to ask for what you really fucking wanted this whole damn time with clarity, with power, and with deep, the deep desire that can create anything. Thank you all so much for listening, and I will talk to you again soon. Goodbye. Thank you so much for listening. If you loved this episode, be sure to leave me a five-star review on the Apple Podcasts app. To keep the episodes coming, click on the link in the show notes to support the show for as little as $1 a month. I am so grateful to have you as part of this movement. I'll see you soon.